Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. So what next? Maybe you just graduated from college. And if you thought 2008 was rough, (laughs) hello, 2020. Or maybe you're just looking to reset your life and your career right now. Alana Lynn Gross, an author and journalist, shares the why behind having a five-year plan in her new book, What Next? And practical advice to help you reset in all areas of your life when plan A just doesn't seem to work out. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. As I shared in this episode, I had what I thought was a very clear vision when I graduated college of how I knew my life was going to go. But newsflash, it hasn't exactly worked out like I planned. Some better, some not so good. 
but that's life. And I bet you can probably say the same thing in your own life. There's probably been a few bumps in the road, a few curves, and maybe you're looking at your life now thinking, was this really the way it was supposed to be? (laughs) While Alana wrote her book, What Next for College Graduates, there is a lot of great advice she shares, not only in this episode, but also in her book to help you create a five-year plan for your career, your finances, wellness, and relationships. And this advice is great whether you're 21, 71, or anywhere in between. So if you're looking for what is next, be sure to check out this episode. You wrote this amazing new book called What Next? And I want to dive into it, but I wanted to just start out with it. When I was reading the book, it made me really think like my first years after college, I thought my life was going to be one thing. (laughs) And it went in lots of different directions. And my career path has not been linear by any stretch of the imagination. I'm curious, like, what were your first years like after college? That's such a great question. And mine was not quite linear too, but I either, but I ended up exactly where I think I was supposed to be. I studied criminal justice and psychology in undergrad at George, George Washington University in DC. And I interned for the FBI for two years. So I was there interning, thought this is exactly what I want to do. I want to be an intelligence analyst with the FBI. Perfect. And normally they hire everyone that goes through the internship class because you go through a polygraph and like a very, very extensive background check. And so I was convinced it was all going to work out. But when I was graduating, there was a hiring freeze. So they couldn't hire any of us. So I realized, uh uh-oh, I need a job and I need one kind of quickly. Luckily, I was able to get a job as a paralegal at a wonderful firm in New York. And one of the top firms, you know, the people were brilliant. But I really missed having a creative outlet. So on the side, on weekends, I started a blog and I started writing about all of the things my friends and I were discussing as we were navigating our early careers. So, you know, how do you write a resume and cover letter? How do you figure out what you actually want to do for work? And I also was interviewing women and finding out about their career paths and advice. And through doing that, the blog started picking up some steam and getting more popular And I was able to switch into marketing full-time. So I was working in social media marketing for different companies. And on the side, I started doing freelance writing and writing about career advice. And I started writing for a number of publications, um, and that kept increasing. So it was Forbes, Fast Company, Fortune, Well and Good, Women's Health, all of Glamour, all of these different publications. And then I started diversifying more. So instead of just career advice, it was career advice, financial advice, some lifestyle advice, a lot of wellness advice, both physical and mental, and decided, oh, journalism is what I want to be doing. This is great. I love doing this. I love taking complex issues and making them simplified. I love writing actionable advice. And I love also telling stories and finding the right sources for a story. So I went back to school. I went to Columbia, Columbia Journalism School in New York City, and then started uh, working at Forbes. And now I'm, then I got the book deal. So <laughs> it, I guess it hasn't been totally linear, but or, but it's been, you know, just where it's supposed to be. Okay, I, I have one non-relevant and one relevant question. Um, 
the non-relevant question, I have to know, what sort of things do you do in FBI training? I'm just, I'm super curious. Mm -hmm. So I was in um, OCDAF, which stands for the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. So I would do all different things. But um, one of them was, you know, listening to like wiretap conversations and doing transcriptions and helping to create these maps of all of the individuals in the case, kind of like what you see on TV when, you know, they're brainstorming and they have the bulletin board with like everyone's faces (laughs) and string and (laughs) some of that. Uh, And a little bit of, a little bit of everything. It was just such a once in a lifetime experience. Wow. That's so cool. I'm so, it's just cool to like have an experience like that, even if you didn't end up there. But, but I think the, the, the interesting part is that from what I know, that's about, putting puzzle pieces together. And that's sort of what you do in writing or in journalism, like you're putting the story together. So in a way, it's, it's somewhat the same thing. Although, of course, of course, it's different. No, I definitely think there are a lot of connections there. And, and I wanted to ask you, you, this is the relevant question, you were talking (laughs) about the career advice, uh, and, when you graduated, people were trying to figure out resumes and all of these things. And I just think it's really fascinating that we go to college and we learn these these skills about whatever our degree is in, mm-hmm. but the practical aspects of how we actually deal with life, like that's the stuff we're not learning. Yeah, I agree. I think there's so much stuff that isn't really taught in college. And I mean, you and I were talking earlier today before this, but about financial literacy. And that's not really taught in college. You know, how do I get a credit card? What are the basics of investing? What are different types of investments I could be making? Those aren't really discussed, or at least it wasn't discussed in my my school experience. Resumes and cover letters definitely were more so because um, there was the career counseling and I was in a sorority and they had a lot of professional development kind of workshops for us. But you're right. There are so many things that really aren't discussed in college that you're trying to figure out right when you graduate. So this book is everything I wish I had known. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great to write those books for people. And what I love about the book is it talks about this idea of a five-year plan, which Mm -hmm. probably scares some people. Other people are maybe ecstatic about that idea. But why is it so important to have a plan? I mean, I know this sounds kind of obvious, and yet we all we all look past this, but what's the importance of of putting together this plan? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like if you went on a road trip, but you didn't have a map, where would you go? You wouldn't, you you wouldn't know where you were going. So I think it is so helpful to just have goals and a plan for how you want to get there and to know that it's okay if things change along the way. My plan when I was in college was so different than where I'd ended up. And so it is so good to take those, and we talked about this earlier too, about taking calculated risks. And, you know, if something pulls you in another direction and you want to go there, go there. But it is good to have that general idea of where you want to be so that you have goals that you're moving towards and a plan that you're moving towards and you can make logical steps towards that. So then how do you be, how do you take, let's say you, you cultivate your, your five-year plan, but knowing that if, of course, you're probably going to ebb and flow in different directions. So I could probably hear someone push back a little bit on that saying, well, why would I even make a plan if it's, if it's going to take me in different directions? Like, how do you wrap your head around, 
I know I need to create a plan, but also allow space for me to move within that plan? Good question. I think that, well, one thing that I really like, which sounds funny because I wrote it, but one thing that I like about this (laughs) is that it covers different aspects of your life. So there's a five-year plan around your career, finances, wellness, and relationships. So chances are that they're not, if something takes you in one way, in one sense, it doesn't mean that everything will change. So you have all these different plans within that big plan of where you want to go. And so, you know, something might change in your financial situation or something might change because you fall in love with someone who lives across the country and all of a sudden you find yourself moving to LA. Anything can happen and things can change, but, um, the bare bones of where you want to be will, will be there. So even if one section changes, you can change that section and that part and keep the rest of your plan all together. Right, right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And, and you talked about a couple, but like, what are some of the other elements that you think really should go into somebody's five-year plan? I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report (laughs) and I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress toward your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner 
And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. 
everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. So all of those goals, all different types of goals. So, you know, around your career, where you want to be in five years, what title you want, what industry you'd want, you want managing people, really like closing your eyes and thinking, what does my life look like in five years? And having that all so who do I who do mm. I want to be? Where do I want to be? And just like really having a very visual understanding of that is really helpful. Yeah, I like that. I'm a I'm a big like creative visualization person, and I think that that the beauty of of your book, what I love, is that it opened your mind up to think about these different areas of your life, maybe in ways that you haven't before, but it allows you to create that visualization around at least now what you would want in five years. And maybe you even discover something about yourself in the process that you didn't even know or you didn't even think was important. Definitely. And I think one thing too that the book has is throughout the entire book, but especially around the part of creating your five-year plan, there are a lot of journaling prompts that help you think through those questions. Because it can be hard to just say, to close your eyes and be like, all right, here's where I want to be in five years. <laughs> in all of these different aspects yes. of your life, like, you know, like you draw a blank for a second. But hopefully, my hope with the book is that these journaling prompts will help you get closer. And it makes it so that you're not looking at a blank piece of paper and wondering, what? So hopefully that's helpful for people. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And um, I, I know that you you wrote this book in some crazy six week time frame, which just absolutely blows my mind. And then released it, of course, during the middle of the coronavirus and and what we're experiencing now. I mean, all of that I think is just brave and and bold step. So, what really inspired you to to write this book? Did you tap back into yourself when you were coming out of a college and? Uh, like how did, how did you start kind of putting all the pieces of the book together? Yeah. I mean, it was, this is also a once in a lifetime thing, but I was coming home from work one day and I got an email from someone from Simon and Schuster and it said, writing a book about five-year plans after college, we, as a subject line, and then in it was, you know, we, I'm an acquisitions editor at Simon and Schuster at the imprint. Adams Media. I read your blog. We're looking for someone who can write a book about a five-year plan for life after college, and we think you'd be a really good fit. Would you want to talk to us about it? And of course, I wrote yes in all caps. And I actually had already had a literary agent that I had signed with because before going to grad school, was working on a proposal for a different book. And so we got on the phone, and I put together a proposal pretty quickly, and we workshopped it back and forth with. Um, with the team at Adams, Adams Media, got a book deal at the very end of August. It was around August 31st. And I was in DC for one of my best friend's weddings. And I remember being literally outside the church when I got the email with the actual contract or the, you know, the first draft <laughs> of the, the contract, because you go back and forth a few times. And just thinking, well, 
I guess I'm going to do this because I knew that <laughs> it was going to be a six week pretty much time frame. So the book we signed, you know, August 31st ish. And then the first half of the book was due September 23rd. And then the rest of the manuscript was due October 23rd. So I wow. knew as a journalist, once I said yes, and once I committed to that time frame, I was going to make the deadline. Uh, and I just had to work backwards and figure out how to do it. And it, it just like is the perfect, it was and is the perfect book for my interests and things that I care about. And it just was so not such a natural progression because my blog was about that. I started my blog when I was lost in my own career and to be approached from the blog about a book that's that exact same topic is such a full circle thing. And I just couldn't be more grateful that they thought of me. Yeah, that is like the fastest book turnaround because normal, I hear I hear friends who have book deals and it's like, well, the book's going to come out in two years or whatever it may be. When you said August, I was like, oh my gosh, like that really, I mean, and then of course to have that book come out during this time where I know from from teaching college, so many of my students just last week were asking me, what do we do? Like we are graduating during this like you know, what do we do? How do we go out in the world? How do we get a job? And it feels like such the right time. I mean, even if you're years out of college, but to think about this concept of a five-year plan to like use this time to really think about your life in that way feels like such a gift. It is interesting that it came out now. I think it's almost more important than ever. And I, you know, I feel badly for people who are graduating right now who, you know, have missed out on their last semester with their friends and are now like having Zoom hangouts with friends and are, you know, they were set to graduate into what was the best job market in 50 years. And now graduating into a recession is completely different. And then you add in, I mean, that's just the financial job aspect of it. But then you add in, you know, family members, friends, loved ones who might be sick significant others who are in the medical field, you know, grocery store workers, there are just so many people that are impacted by this. And I think that this book touches on a little bit of all those aspects of life. So I hope that it's helpful. And I think especially uh, the book, one thing that was really, really, really important to me in writing this book was having a very honest discussion about mental health and wellness and mental well-being because I think that sometimes some of the books I've read or some of the articles I've read have made it seem like you know a bubble bath a glass of wine and a movie will be the cure-all but that's not a cure-all you know mental health could mean going to a therapist it could mean finding the right coping mechanisms that work for you it could mean journaling it could mean meditation it could mean yoga it could mean you know so many different things and I think that there, unfortunately, even though it's 2020, there's that stigma around mental health. And if you haven't been in a community where you know about the, the warnings, uh, like the signs that you might be struggling, then something like right now, when so many people are feeling anxiety and depression and stress, if you don't have the tools to understand how to make yourself feel better, 
I think that's really difficult. So I am so yeah, glad I think that the you, book I was going to mention that. Thing. I think you bring up a great point because when I was reading the book, like that really stood out to me because it's one thing to think about career, of course, which is important. We all have to earn money and we all have that internal desire to to do something. And of course, the financial side is super important, um, of course. And but but I really think it's um, it's great to have those discussions about mental health. I, I've been very open on this podcast. I go to therapy regularly. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I had a time in my life where I went through depression and it was very hard to to see straight, let alone want to work hard or anything like that. So I think it's great to have these conversations where people understand that if you go to therapy or if you're maybe your thing's journaling or meditating or whatever it is for you, it doesn't matter what the thing is, but whatever you need to do to to help yourself get through either the time we're in now, or maybe you're in a career you don't like, or whatever it may be, that all of those things are okay, and they don't make you um, less of a person. Right. Absolutely. No, you. that's so true. I want to talk a little bit about the career section, uh, particularly because obviously we're in this climate right now. And Mm -hmm. for those people that are having to maybe reimagine their career, uh, maybe they're not working anymore, or those people that are just rolling out of college and, and trying to figure this all out. Do you have any career tips you can you can pull out from the book to maybe help some of these people think about, uh, again, how to either reimagine their career or maybe how to find a skill that they didn't know they had or or maybe just even how to think differently right now? Yeah, I think that there are a couple of pieces of like job searching advice right now. And I think one of the first ones is to use this time if you're, if you're not working to think about, to really think about what you want for your career. And there are some exercises in the book on this. So one of them, which is so simple that I really like is this start, stop, continue list. So you think about places you've worked either, you know, if you're coming out of college, maybe it's summer jobs or even, activities like if you were in your sorority or fraternity and had leadership positions or on the soccer team or whatever it is. Um, and you think about all of those experiences. So your internships, part-time work, summer jobs, uh, extracurriculars, full-time jobs if, you, if you're out of college, and you write down what you want to start doing. So what you really, what you didn't do at other jobs that you want to do at future ones. Mm-hmm. Continue is what you really like and what you thrived at in past jobs and what you would want to do at in future ones. And then stop is like things that you didn't really love and maybe things that weren't a great fit or types of environments you didn't like, like really competitive ones or ones where it was really higher. High, I can never pronounce the word hierarchical. <laughs> I think that's how you <laughs> pronounce it. Um it's good that I'm a writer and not a, uh, I actually, <laughs> right there with and, you. <laughs> uh, right. It's a hard word. And so that exercise, I think is so helpful. And also just thinking when you're doing that, thinking about your strengths. So either ask friends what your strengths are and coworkers, what your strengths are, or think just to yourself, like, what are my, both my hard skills. So like coding or writing or whatever your hard skills are and the soft interpersonal, or creativity, all of those skills, 
and find jobs that you're never going to find a job that like magically doesn't require any of the things that you're not quite as strong with or your weaknesses that just doesn't exist, but try to find jobs that play to your strengths because you'll be happier and you'll also be more successful. And I think, Mm. so that's one thing that I would do then practical wise, like when you're looking for jobs, definitely look for the jobs on jobs boards and on websites that are most recent. So there are going to be some jobs that are up that have been up for weeks or months and the companies now have done hiring freezes and they're pausing hiring. So you don't want to be actively applying to those ones because right now it'll be on pause. So really look for the ones that are super relevant and super recent that fit your skills. And then I think to your point too, like broadening your search right now is important. So maybe that doesn't mean that you're working at one of your dream companies, one of those target companies you've always wanted to work at, or even in the exact type of role that you've always wanted to work at, but you're doing something that will give you the transferable skills that will help you later on in your career as you are able to move closer to that dream job or that dream company. And then use your network, people like your professors and your college career center and your parents' friends and your friends and, you know, alumni. I think people really want to help right now and they understand how difficult this time is. So tap into that. And it is so helpful, especially when you're applying online to find someone who actually works at the company who, who you have some connection to through a friend or through, you know, career services or they went to your school and reach out to them and ask if they can pass your resume along to the hiring manager just so that way you know it gets seen because when you apply online it can feel like a total black hole but (laughs) to that whole black hole um, thing a lot of times when you apply online it goes through an applicant tracking system and so it's basically an algorithm that sorts through all the resumes and cover letters and your application and filters them so that the hiring manager has less work to do to sort through all the all the applications. And the key to getting past those applicant tracking systems is to have the keywords that are in the job description. So the title, the education, the I mean, it all has to be accurate. <laughs> you, you can't, you know, if you've never worked at NASA, you definitely don't want to put that you work at NASA on your resume. But uh using those keywords and not verbate, not necessarily all of the words verbatim copy paste, but some of the keywords is the key to getting your job through that applicant tracking system. So use the job posting as your, uh, your map and that will be super helpful. Wow. That is such great advice. I, I didn't, I mean, I knew of that, but I guess I didn't really know that that was happening to the extent, but you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where keywords really are going to come in play and probably could help put you to, if not the top of the stack, you know, in, in the top fold. But of course, yes, you you have to be honest. But that's such great yeah, advice. Exactly. To use. Yes, such great advice to use the keywords. Wow. Well, I know we're in a we're we're in a crazy time right now, but um it really seems appropriate. I want to ask you because it's the name of your book, like What's next for you? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, definitely continuing to write. I've always been really interested in particular in writing about women and women's issues and women at work. And 
kind of some of the things that we face in our careers that maybe different challenges we face. Um, so continuing with that vein, more career advice for sure. I love writing career advice. And I think one thing I really like to do is take sort of mundane or complex topics and make them actionable and figure out um, yeah. and figure, sorry, <laughs> there was something going off in the background, but uh, making it actionable and finding the actionable advice and making it so- somehow that it's fun to read. So it's not your 50th, you might be the 50th article you read on how to ask for a raise or how to write your resume. It's not that content's not out there, but making it so that it's fun to read and kind of conversational so continuing to do all those things and then hopefully to write another book. We'll see. I'm trying to come up with my next idea. So if anyone has any, let yeah. me know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're already like the black belt in writing books. I mean, <laughs> six weeks and you just like powered through. Right? So. Every six weeks, I'll come up with a new one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. You're going to start a new trend. <laughs> Well, Alana, this has been so fantastic. I will love if you could tell the listeners where they could go to grab a copy of your book and also to connect with you online. Yeah. So the book is available, you know, everywhere books are sold. One thing that's really neat that Simon and Schuster is doing right now is they're partnering with bookshop.org. And bookshop.org is helping to support, their mission is to support local independent bookstores. And so when you buy a book from them, it will, some of the money will go towards these local bookstores that are really struggling right now. So that is one way. Of course, it's also available on Barnes and Nobles and Amazon and Target and Books a Million and a lot of different uh, retailers. And then you can find me on www.alanalin.com. So I have a personal and professional development site where I have a lot of advice that's similar to the book. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Alana Lynn Gross. And then on Twitter, I'm Alana Lynn. And those are the main, those are the main ways to find me. I got so much out of Alana's book, What Next, that I gifted it to, to a few of my friends that I knew really needed a reset. They were long out of college, but they also got so much out of the book. So again, this, this book is great. I think for anyone who's just graduating, all the way up to someone who just needs to reset their life. So be sure to to check it out. And Alana is just a gem. She shares so many amazing tips on her website. So if you're looking for more career focused tips, definitely go there. And just a reminder before we go on this podcast, we're changing the language around money to help all of us unlock the life we want to live. So now you're a part of that community and it's up to all of us to invite others in. So share this episode with someone in your life that needs to hear the message of what next. Invite them in so we can all talk about money in a new, fun, and fresh way. you yes you before you go we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of millennial money for all the links tags and ads you've heard on today's episode check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends while you're at it leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert see you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.